0: Live A-C-U. from the ACU of Texas Studios, this yes. is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. What is up? Welcome on in. You are listening to Wild Card Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio. I am your host as always, Will, flying some, somewhat solo here in the studio. I uh, don't, don't have the, the pleasure to look across the table and see the Suburban Menace or Steven or Chuck, unfortunately, it's been tough the last few weeks. But hey, we got Steven, we got him here on the phone. The wife had you on quarantine for quite some time, man.
1: Man, look, she shut it down. We we thought we caught it, you know, we ended up not, but we, we were sick. So, man, I don't know. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but um, if I saw a step outside, she's making me wash my hands for 20 seconds, so.
0: You know, uh, I
1: figure. <laughs> yeah,
0: Go ahead. no. I the thing I was going to say is you tentatively put a date that you said you would be back in studio. You would be off the the injured list, if if we'll call it that, the reserve list, mm-hmm. about a month ago. Yeah. But if anything that this quarantine has taught me with sports, it's don't get set on a date, man. It's it's going to be longer than you think. So you know what? I, I didn't hold my breath on you coming back. I'm glad we got you on the phone though because we got a lot to get to, man. A lot of sports. Yes,
1: yes, yes, we
0: do. Yeah, I mean, for us personally, I have we haven't been on in the last couple of weeks. The last show that we had on it was opening day of baseball, and of course we are a week away from the NBA bubble starting. Well, we're already full-fledged into sports right now. Of course, the NBA bubble kicked off. We're in the playoffs. We've really seen the highs of the Rockets. We're going to get into that. Uh, also, of course, the Astros, a uh, little bit of a rough start, but they're really kind of starting to you know, level out here, some really significant injuries, but we're going to get into that. And as well, i got to get your thoughts on the NFL. Patrick Mahomes' new contract, and I believe there's a certain new quarterback in uh, New England, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, big news, man. Since the last time we were up there, man, I had, you know, I was, I was uh, gonna do a GoFundMe for a Stidham jersey, and now I got to do one for a for a Cam jersey, <laughs> man. We got, we got a possibly a, a upgrade. We'll see. You know, we did lose some big names on defense um, due to the virus, so. Oh, it's a crazy season
0: coming up. Yeah, you know, and the best part about this is having you on the phone. It's going to be so easy to mute you if I if I ever hear like the Patriots going to the Super Bowl or anything like that. Cam MVP talk, I
1: can just mute you. That's you better. That's, get your mute <laughs> button ready, buddy. You better get it
0: ready. <laughs> right on, man. Well, like we said at the top, we got a lot to get into, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Of course, the NBA was a week away from getting back out there. Of course, last time I was on, we've already gone through the qualifying seeding games uh Rockets really dominated well dominated at the beginning really played well in that bubble and we are already full-fledged into the playoffs uh, everybody out there knows what's going on Rockets up 2-0 in the series against Oklahoma City after two very convincing wins without Russell Westbrook man there's so much we can get to with this Rockets talk but I'll just start off with this and ask you what, what's been the most impressive part about the bubble Rockets at this point for you
1: uh, James Harden, consistent play. I mean, I think he's only had, what, one game, and now we're talking about 10 games. Um, I mean, he's he's just been doing, you know, at this point, he's been consistent, and he's been so consistent that people don't talk about it. Like uh, Devin Booker, uh, you know, is, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about bubble MVP, and we're sitting here, we have the uh, qualifying finalists, for an MVP, and nobody's talking about when he drops forty-five. Like it's just okay, you know what? That's what he does. So, yeah. um, man, he's just been, he's been playing very well. Um, going up against CP3, uh, some of the haters probably would have been like, "Oh, he's gonna struggle." CPP, C- I mean, CP3 knows the team, knows the strategy. Well, it doesn't make a difference because, like, after the blowout, and then after closing the game tight, uh, game two, and the thing is, it sweeps are more likely. Well. Not more likely to happen uh, because you have some winning teams that have lost. But this series, which I didn't think would have been a sweep. If no, not at all. About traveling and we're talking about, you know, uh, coming to Houston and going to OKC. The disadvantages to OKC because they need their fans. In oh, my yeah. opinion. They need their stadium. They need to rally behind the environment and they don't have it. So, I mean, it's it's going to be definitely tough for them, but if you're in the bubble and you get technically blown out two games, that's a problem.
0: Oh yeah. No, and they you know, game 2, I mean, if you would have told us before the game started, you know, Harden Harden stat line, I think he finished with about 21 points, but the shooting line that he had, yeah, you you told us that the the Oklahoma City Thunder getting Lou Dort out there and of course shutting Harden down, you would have said that this was going to be an easy coast win for Oklahoma City, but the fact is, I mean, there's so many you know, there's so many impressive parts about the Rockets. Uh, in this bubble and I'm with you I mean James Harden of course has been really elevating his game you know th- we no longer have that conversation about you know when is playoff Harden going to show up or you know playoff Harden is going to p- poke his head out and he's going to have eight turnovers in a game they didn't even have a single turnover in the first half of that game which is the first time I think that's happened in the playoffs since somewhere in the early 2000s 90s I don't have the stats right in front of me but he's playing <laughs> yeah, I mean, ex- yeah, exactly. Probably the Spurs. But the fact is, he has really elevated his game. And, and you know, we'll talk about maybe the effects of the bubble and, and what that has on NBA teams. But the Rockets really seem to be one of the teams that are really, uh, you know, adapting it and really going out there and playing their best ball. But for me, I mean, I have to say it, it's more of a broader term, but they're a broader thing, but the most impressive part about the Rockets at this point is we knew what the offense was going to look like, or we expected the offense to come out there and show. We A little inconsistent three-point but overall, we knew they were going to go out there, and they were going to light it up from three. I did not expect that we were going to see the defense that we have seen. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm. I'm going out on a limb here by saying that I think the Rockets have been the best defensive team in the bubble. Now, don't don't they've miss. Been the,
1: they've been the best team in the playoffs. Yeah. Um. On on the on on the West, which is which says a lot when you got the Clippers and you got the Lakers. They have been the most consistent team playing against the most. Um, the most matched team to their if you want to say yeah, evenly teams, matched so yeah. Weaknesses. because it's, it's four and five, right? Yeah, that's the four and five. Oh, yeah, the so same record, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the most uh, you know, usually the best games. Well, if they're going out there and, and beating the five like that in in L.A. If well, first off, they got to get past Portland, but you know, most people believe I me, me included that they'll get past Portland. Not, they can't play against the Rockets like that.
0: No, absolutely not. And the two, the, Rockets, the Nurkic and if, whether it's Portland exactly. with Nurkic and Whiteside out there, or whether it's the Lakers with JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, whoever you take in, Anthony Davis. Yeah,
1: you're exactly mm-hmm. right. Exactly. So, so, man, I'm looking at the Rockets could go all the way this year um, with, with uh, Westbrook. I mean, they're playing this way without the number two guy. And their number two guy, by the way, is a former MVP. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and he's a assist machine. Uh so if he can get his field goal percentage, which I think has been the only knack uh, for me personally about him, um, if he can get that up, they're playing. They are the best, and right now without him, they're the best team in in the playoff bubble on the West side. In, oh yeah. in, in my opinion, yeah. For, and and you know what you could actually argue on. The, I mean, Toronto is playing very well, but Toronto's playing a seven.
0: Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, you know, yeah, it's it's not, it's not a great. Not a Brooklyn's five. not a great matchup for him, especially with no Kyrie at all.
1: Right, exactly. So I'm looking at, yeah, Rockets playing, yeah, you said the best. I would say, you know. Best would, team, period. I, mean, yeah. I can't give Phoenix the best bubble team because, <laughs> I mean, I guess if you want to, if you're talking about eight games. But I'm talking about the eight games plus the playoffs and how effective um they look. So that's what I'm looking at. Man. And, and, and maybe not having to play an away game for James Harden is, I mean, that's his, what, his yellow son if he's Superman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It,
1: which one? Which one's the better son for him? Is it yellow? I was a Batman guy, so forgive me if that's the wrong son. Greg's there. Greg can tell you. <laughs> yeah, Greg, is it,
0: which one is it? Is it the yellow? Which one's the better son for Superman? Yellow. Yellow. And Greg's, Greg's yeah, saying yellow. Right. <laughs> okay. I
1: feel like they taught us that in science class. I don't know. But <laughs> they anyway. taught us that in science. <laughs> oh, but, man. But anyway, man, I mean, but that's what's happening with Harden right now, man. He is and you know what? To go back to what you said, playoff Harden, I feel like, and you said this before, so I was very surprised when you said this now, but I think you were speaking to what most analysts say and not what you what you honestly feel. But going back to Harden, you, you made this comment a couple of months ago, and I, and I should have gave you credit then. Harden has went up against super teams mm-hmm. and lost. So you could compare Harden to, like, if he doesn't get a ring, you can kind of compare him to... Charles Barkley, greats, yeah, yeah. Charles Barkley, Carmelo, some of the greats that never got a ring because it wasn't like he just didn't show up. The guy was, if you look at his playoff averages, he's he's got to be in the in, in the mid thirties. He's got to be close to the Jordan numbers. Now, is he the best defensive player? No, he's never been. But but you know, you can argue that some of the greats are not all time great defensive players either. Um, but he's gone up against talented teams, teams that you will talk about for the next fifty years, and he lost again. So you know, I'm not. I I feel like he's shown up since he's been in Houston. Every single playoff series, he's changed the franchise. Uh he's gonna be remembered as an all time great in Houston alone, if, if let alone the NBA. He's shown up in playoffs. It's just when you when you got him and a hurt number two against three, sometimes four all stars, man, that's what happens. I mean, it's like <laughs> basketball is probably the only one of the well not the only game. I think baseball can kind of be too. But basketball is is a talent game, and if you don't have your talent at a hundred percent with you, if you go up against four other all-world players that are also future Hall of Famers, yeah, you're probably going to lose.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, the the way that Harden has elevated his game and. You know, th- this is going. to – I mean, I-, I don't think this was ever the mindset of Harden that you know, if he loses his guy, he's going to shut down, or things aren't going his way, they're going to shut. He's going to shut down. But I-, I think the mental toughness is- has really been elevated with himself. Because I mean, hey, I think, hey. I mean, hey, I. I mean, I think back – I mean, and there's I, – I still don't put any blame on Harden for that game six against the Spurs. You know, what was it, two – or three, four years ago where the game six, he had the complete yeah. meltdown. I still don't put that on him but because, I mean, he had done so much for that team. He was the only superstar that's pre-Chris yeah. Paul that's – he had to carry the load. So I don't put that on him. But I, I really – even if he was that tired now, I really would not expect that ever to come out of because I think the, the age of maybe not – he would never make an excuse. He's never once – You've never once heard James Harden say, Well, you know, it was tough to go out there without Russell Westbrook or blah blah blah. You never heard that. Or but
1: he's never played in a bubble environment. Exactly. Very different from, like, yeah. like your boy, but uh <laughs> <I digress. laughs>
0: but no, no. But all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that, that that mindset I think was maybe a little bit evident on the court, but we don't see that anymore. I mean, obviously Russell Westbrook goes down, and what does James Harden do? He takes the challenge on, you know, to go out there and play and prove to everybody that he is the best player in in the bubble or at least he's competing to be the best player in the bubble but yeah and he's gotten the benefit of a really really a, a team that seems to click at least as far as a chemistry standpoint and then as we said the defense has just been absolutely swarming I mean it is getting teams out of their element but you know to your point he's having the second guy out I'm starting to kind of look at this series and obviously if the Rockets win tomorrow and are able to go up 3-0 then we're, we're sitting saying the series is over but if they win this series, I, I think we can look at it, and I think it might benefit the Rockets, or it might have benefited them that Russell Westbrook was out. Because, I mean, going into this series, what would the storyline have been? Chris Paul, from former Rocket, versus Russell Westbrook, former Thunder. You know, Russ is an extremely emotional player, and, I mean, you would imagine that he's going to go out there and he's going to want to be first fiddle. He's going to want to be the guy that goes out there and eliminates his former team. Now, I'm not saying, of course, they would have lost the series with Russell Westbrook, but I think it, it kind of... You know, th- there was there was a, a shift in possibly the, the mental preparation for this game. The you know James Harden knowing out there that, hey, I am the guy for this series. Not that he wouldn't be the guy for any other series, but there's nothing out there. There's no extracurricular stuff out there, basically him wearing in his mind, hey, I need to make sure that Russ makes a statement against his former team. Now you get the benefit of a arrested, uh, arrested Russell Westbrook against whether it's going to be Portland or L.A. I just think that this has turned up really well for the Rockets and it couldn't have turned out any better all things considered at this point
1: I, I agree I, I definitely agree um I'm just I'm kind of like, so if they well, not if but when they win so so who are they looking at next I mean is that I guess it depends on because right now when you look at the uh, we oddly so the one and the eight is not a lot mm-hmm. uh, The two, two is, and, the seven, two is and the seven is not a lot seven is not a lot three and uh, six and might yeah, be the best series and in the six bubble not a yeah 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 and, and and so it's like with no traveling going on you take that out of the equation you take out the home court advantage out of the equation i mean think about for for golden state for a period they were one of the hardest places to play just imagine them playing in the bubble yeah it's <laughs> a, it's it a does. different feel
0: it is absolutely a different feel
1: right right so um i mean it, yeah, it's just very odd man so it's like the the only pretty much team that it's saying, okay, you're the, you're the prohibited favorite to win their series. It's Houston versus OKC, so they don't even know who they're gonna play. But I believe with the type of offense they have, um, getting some rest, getting this out early, and getting some rest will be will be great for them because um, be, because the NBA is behind sch- uh, schedule. I think they don't want to end up having to go up against uh, the NFL because yeah. you know the NFL is the most dominant sport. So. Yeah, I I think they want to hurry up and get this done, so they're not going to have as much rest days. Look at it. They're playing games like March Madness. Mm -hmm. You know? There might be a team... uh, I mean, I haven't looked at the schedule today, but there might be a team playing in about an hour.
0: Yeah, it's every day. Yeah, it's every day. And I mean, that kind of brings me to my next question. I mean, the bubble... I mean, going back to James Harden. I mean, do you think that this has really benefited him? Because obviously, I oh, yeah. again, you oh, can't you can't say he crumbled under pressure. But I mean, I think it is a it, it is a different feel going out there and not playing in front of fans. I mean, I, as somebody he, I heard brought this he up,
1: slimmer. Yeah, he looks slimmer. I, I, I'll say this real quick. He looks slimmer. He looks a uh, more in shape um, and. He's lost. He looks. I mean, it just looks like his, his cardio is even better. But go ahead, with you, what you gonna
0: say? I mean, I'm just saying that that playing in the bubble, it's just more of a true basketball field. Not that not that playing in front of the fans, but there's no what outside. The yeah, there's no outside direction uh, distractions. I mean, these guys, you know, when they go out there and there nobody's on them and they're playing in a gym by themselves, they don't miss. And I think that's why you've seen a lot of these inflated offensive numbers because this is just more of a. You don't want to say relaxed because the intensity is obviously there, but there's more of a there's more of a less there's less distractions obviously, and I I think there's more focus on basketball, which has really led to a lot of these inflated numbers, which is, makes it even more impressive the way that the Rockets have played on the defensive end.
1: Yes, yes, I, I totally agree. I mean, look at who has the most videos of being in the gym during the summer. James Harden is, and Russell Westbrook as well. There's tons of videos of them playing pickup games. Oh, yeah. So this is like their environment. So, man, I'm really excited. Um, definitely more excited than the Golden State, uh, Cleveland years. Oh, yeah. To see what's going to happen. The, the amount team. of parity I mean, is last, yeah. unprecedented. Yeah. Well, that And that's the thing. And I was telling a buddy of mine, I said, we haven't seen this amount of parity where most teams are two superstar teams now um, for, what, maybe 15-plus years? Man, uh-huh. Almost 20? Yeah, and we most teams were three, were three guy, three guy teams. You look at that's why a team like Dallas is the seventh seed. You know, in you, and they're in and they giving. Oh, I mean, think about it. Luca was out for most of the third and the fourth, and the bench was killing the Clippers. And Kawhi's my guy. I told you, but he he looked like a LeBron out there with just a lack. Of, like shots fired. Time. Well, it is, but I mean, I'm being honest, man. I you know, I I, I don't I don't hold I don't hold my stuff if. If my guys go out there and they don't perform well, I'm, I'm just going to be honest with it. But, I mean, he on the offensive end, he was he was very good. He he almost brought him back into the game. But on the defensive end, man, a lot of those points that the bench guys were scoring, they were cutting. He was supposed to have the guy. He tried to go help. Bam, the pass goes. I think there was one play where um, uh, 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 KP. I, 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 what's his what's, name? Uh, Przingis. There we go. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, Przingis came and set a screen, and the guy who threw him the ball off of the screen because they, they, it was like a two. It was two passes, and Kawhi's guy was the one that got open and gave the, the pass to Przingis. And Kawhi's kind of like had it He's looking around. I'm like, oh my god, he looks like LeBron there. <laughs> like you got to stick with your guy, man, especially when you're down. Um, and Paul George didn't didn't do well at all. I think his percentage was like in the almost in the thirties. Yeah. Uh, playoff P was definitely not there that night. Yeah. So, but but back to my point, you're seeing seven seed teams that usually get blown out. Man, they are. It, it, you know, that's why the series is so tight. That's oh, why yeah, that for That side sure. is so tight because there's the, the most parity in the league is in the West, and that's what makes those games exciting. I wish we, we were able to see people in their arenas with the fans and all that, but to be honest, the the reason why the bubble was so successful, and I believe the reason why the, the style of play and, and it's so exciting watching basketball right, right now, at least on the side of the West, it's because of that parity. If you go through it's one and incredibly eight, incredibly
0: evenly matched. Yeah.
1: Yes. When you go through one and eight, you got your two top tier guys, like a Portland, but which is crazy because Portland, I think, has the most, not, maybe not the most, yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would say Portland right now has, other than Cl- the Clippers, have the most talent. This is Ooh. why I say that. Wow. No, listen, listen. Hassan Whiteside used to be a number one for Miami. This dude was a twenty he was a twenty and ten guy. A number one on I'm a bad
0: team. Going. But yeah, I get I catch your drift, yeah. But, but,
1: but if, if you can okay, but they're all they're playing against NBA teams. So it's like you're getting if you can get twenty and ten, he's coming off the bench. He's a former all star. Well, you no know way he, he he should I think he did that year that he was twenty and ten. Don't, don't don't quote me. But I I believe he was. But I know he was twenty and ten. He was killing it. That was right after. Twenty Bubba. points might be a
0: high, but he was definitely a double-digit no, 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 double digit. Double double no, guy.
1: No, the twenty, the twenty is high, but that's, that was a number because I was very impressed. No, with he's one. a double double guy. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, it was kind of like the year Kevin Love had, but it just wasn't like a twenty rebound year. It was like a twenty and twelve, and I was like, okay, that's pretty impressive. Um, because uh, Wade was still there when that happened. Uh, he was like Wade's number two, and then you look at Nurk is back. Nerf I mean that guy is is he can be an all star, especially in that system. Then you got Carmelo who can drop twenty. I mean, and his he's been more efficient since he's been with Portland. Now, he's the fourth option in most cases, but if your fourth option can get 20 points off of shooting and he stepped up his defensive intensity, that's how they won the first game and blew him out. Now, those shots got to fall for three guys in the uh, the game two. You know, all three of their guys, the shots didn't fall. Dane, was I think, had like 18 or something like that. Um, even LeBron on his end was like 10 and 6 uh, with turnovers. So, uh, both teams kind of struggled, but AD stepped up and then the bench stepped up a little bit, and they ended up winning that game. But, I mean, that's the number eight seed. Then you look at the seven in Dallas. They got two number one guys that really haven't even had time to gel together because of injuries. And they're taking the favorite team to the brink. And if you could argue for game one, I don't know if you got to see game one, uh, you could call a bogus ejection for Porzingis, but they were right there. So, man, I'm like, I have not seen this type of – Tight playoff basketball in 20 years. For sure. Easily.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, wish
1: Chuck was on because Chuck would, Chuck would give us a history lesson <laughs> and it could probably go deeper than that. You know,
0: yeah, you know he, walked, he, yeah, you know he would. You know he would. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, and yeah, I mean, to your point, side note, uh, yeah, Hassan Whiteside's best year, 17 and 14, back in 2016, 2017. Okay. No, uh, 2000. I I just lost a year in front of me, but back when he was with them. But this year, he was actually at 15 and 12. But you're right.
1: Absolutely. So so you got your backup center 15 and 12? Come on, man. That's Look, look at that there's starting centers that don't do that right oh now. yeah no i think steven adams has those numbers.
0: for sure for sure all right well yeah i mean you i mean you pretty you perfectly broke down i mean the one through eight as far as you know the teams i mean this is the most amount of parity so you know let's transition to this real quick i mean so far what do you expect and what has been the best series in the bubble so far i mean outside of oklahoma city houston it's
1: got be, it's got to be uh utah utah and denver utah it is it has a great uh, series yeah it's, it's man, not getting man, the coverage
0: it, but it is a great crazy. series
1: yeah. yeah, it's hard to watch Utah and be excited. You know, I'm an old Rockets fan, forgive me. Uh, but I have to put my analyst hat on. Well, my part-time analyst, appreciate the uh, the new career world. But <laughs> my, my part-time analyst hat on and basically say, man, if I'm looking at it, it's got to be Utah in in denver because in the game that utah lost it was a tight game it went to overtime right it went to overtime.
0: i believe yeah i think so it went to yeah i went to was it one overtime or two yeah it definitely did i know but anyway no,
1: but it was, i believe it was one i didn't get to watch game two but the first game i mean you look at donovan mitchell is this guy the next top five guy in the league i mean these guys from an offensive one-on-one
0: standpoint i mean it's hard it's hard to disagree with that
1: it, it really is and i mean He's probably not. That's the crazy thing. He's got, you know, I, I would put Luca over him. Um, I mean, it's, it's crazy. That's hard. Man. That's hard and, to and, say and,
0: at this point, even.
1: I mean, it's hard, but it's like, could you really say I'm wrong? I mean, you would have to look up statistics. It take you about ten minutes to prove me wrong if I'm wrong on that. But well, I'm no, like, from a statistical
0: standpoint, I mean, yeah, Luca yeah. is better, but I mean, I'm not sure if you if you, if there's I mean, one guy I, mean, I want really with the ball not, at the end that's of the game.
1: Crazy. That's crazy. We're talking about guys that we got, we're we going to have another 15 years of watching, though. Like, man, that just shows you where the league's at and the talent. And, you know, you don't have to – there's just so many guys. You don't have to worry about when LeBron retires what's going to happen to the league. There's so much talent. Um, and then you look at, man, him and, him and Porzingis. If I am – if I'm a, a – look, uh, Mark Cuban. Oh, my gosh, man. I'm sitting here just licking my chops. Those guys, if they don't win a championship, which is crazy if they don't, they're going to make him a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, he's got two Dirk Nowitzkis pretty much on the same team. Yeah, for and sure. I, I would argue Luke is more exciting because he's kind of, you know, you know, with Instagram and pop culture and all that, and he's, he's a worldwide superstar already in year two. I mean, you could argue he's going to make more just because people have more access to him with, you know, Instagram Live and all that other junk. But man, that's just crazy what's going on. You you look at those top eight teams, and those are really strong franchises. And the reason why a team like Portland, who I just shown you their backup center, is fifteen, and you said fifteen. I think fifteen and twelve, yeah, fifteen and twelve. They're the number eight. Oh my god! I just I mean, look, we talked about this before the season started. When and you can you can kudos my guy Kawhi for doing this for not joining L. A. He saved the NBA. You're welcome. You're
0: <laughs> I, I, welcome. I you know I am not going to go that far to give a guy credit for saving the league by not hand. going to not do uh, not pulling a, a LeBron James or or a, um, or a uh, Kevin Durant but
1: yeah and, fair, and enough. fair it, enough. KD who is who was who was crowned the best player in the league, which I don't think he is, but was crowned the best player in the league did not play this year and he's coming back next year. He's going to be in Brooklyn. Brooklyn basketball will be back with him and crazy Kyrie Like this is crazy, man. Yeah, it's good time too. But it's good time. Really excited. I I wouldn't mind them going back to the bubble for for just for the playoffs. You know, I was going to bring that up.
0: I wasn't going to bring bring that up, uh, or I was going to bring that up a little bit later. But yeah, starting you know the prospect of starting the season next year in the bubble is not as daunting as it used to be because going into this, people are you know NBA teams are saying, hey, you know at least for the start of the twenty 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 one season. Uh, it's gonna have to be under the bubble format. But after watching this, I mean, it, it's been so incredible to watch game after game. the the days are just stacked with basketball games. And you know I, the the prospect, like I said, is not so daunting anymore to start the season off in a bubble and even if we have to finish next year in a bubble, you know you hate to miss those games and you hate those home court advantages that teams certainly have. but, it's been great. It's been amazing to watch so far. But going back to my original, yeah, my original question, I mean, yeah, best series in the bubble. I, I can't disagree with you saying the Jazz and, and Nuggets. I mean, Mike Connolly's going to be returning, uh, you know, for game three. So that's going to add a whole other element to this. But the, the series that I'm most intrigued by so far has definitely got to be the, the the Mavericks and Clippers. Now, you know, game one, Porzingis gets thrown out, you know, on, a, I, I guess you have to throw him out in that instance, but. Uh, you know, obviously a guy just going over to defend his teammate, but that has been the most intriguing. The first,
1: the first tech was the bogus cake. Yeah. The first one, the second one wasn't because when you listen to, I think it was Steve Jabby said he wasn't the peacemaker. He went over there. It was already done. And he just pushed, Uh, Yeah, but he's going over the –
0: you're right, though. I mean, I get it. I mean, but even if Porzingis (laughs) plays in that game, I I don't know. I I don't know if if they still win that game. But I'm watching that series so far, and it's hard for me not to say that the Mavericks are the better team. Certainly, they're not more talented than the Clippers, but they look better.
1: Well, and you got to argue, too. I mean, people won't – your boy Pat Bev missing hurts. Yeah. Because guys who have to score, like Kawhi, it's very hard to do both. And people, that's why I, I, the greatness of, of of MJ and some of these guys who are two way players are so underestimated. Because Kawhi tried to take the defensive side off, and they lost the game. And he almost brought him back, but when right when he got close, what happens? You got Trey Burke hitting the three mm-hmm. right in his face. You know, you can't lose like that. And like I said, Luca, the best player on their team, sat for most of the most of the second half because of foul trouble. Like, man, you, you, that was a guinea, and those guys couldn't finish it. But, Paul, I mean, people do not respect when you have a bulldog like Pat Bev. We can respect it because we had it for so long. This guy will make your team go. If, if Pat, Bev's, Pat Bev was over there talking to reps in, in street clothes, mm-hmm. this guy is so intense, man. And when you think about it, he, he will go to a James Harden, the elite player on the team, a Kawhi Leonard, a, 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 a PG-13, when he's on the court, and he will lead them and general them into, hey, we got to play better. We got to play better defense. Kawhi's not going to do that because he's quiet. But he'll, he'll give you 35 easily, right? Yeah. And he'll play some defense. But a guy like Pat Bev, not on the floor, when bench guys are out there and they were bench guards. It wasn't bench bigs. It was bench guards, people who he would have been guarding they're out there having their way with the team, Pat Bev would shut that down. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, because I've seen it, I'm a believer of him, and I believe that defensively, he, he is the best player on the team, and Oof, he wow. is the floor general. Yeah. Defensively, he is. Because yeah. That's all he has to do. I, he might be, the the all, most, he, he
0: might be one of the most important cogs, and yeah, I'm, I'm with you out there. I mean, because you watch this series, and... and you know, again, if if you'd have told if you'd have told anybody that Dallas's game plan go out to go out there was they were going to try and light it up from three. I mean, they're going to they're going to put up astronomical three point you know numbers with going up against the Clippers, which might be the best, might have the three best perimeter defense defensive players that we've seen on one single team in the last however many years between PG uh, Kawhi and Pat Bev. If they were going to go Man, out there and do that,
1: probably. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, have guessed probably, it. Uh, two thousand. That's probably Miami Heat. And the only reason why I say that, I can't tell you who the third guy is. Um, but, but between they,
0: LeBron they, and Dwayne Wade, between
1: Le, LeBron and Wade, but they were just so good. Yeah, that's the closest thing I can think of. Yeah, for uh, sure. So as far as wing wing, wing uh, oh, well, you know what? They had Shane Battier. So, yeah, yeah, I would say Shane Battier will be that third guy. Um, but that's still, probably the best I've seen.
0: Yeah, but still, I mean, yeah, the Clippers are going to go out there and they're going to get lit up from three point. It seems to me. I mean, the Clippers are obviously the more talented team if we're going top to bottom against the Mavericks, but they just, I just do.
1: They play the Mavericks, man. this yeah. is a West. This is a Western Conference finals it's
0: in some years it is and i mean yeah the the problem with the clippers though which i guess makes it scarier the prospect of facing them later in the round or in the what it would have to be in the western conference finals if you're the rockets is that they're a team that just doesn't seem to get it that has doesn't seem to have any cohesion whether it's chemistry whether it's you know guys leaving it, coming in and out of the bubble for them, there's no cohesion there and you know this is if you're the Clippers this is the perfect time to catch I mean I'm sorry the Mavericks this is the perfect time to catch the Clippers so I mean because if this team gets it figured out I've said it from the beginning I mean I top to bottom you know obviously the perimeter length they've got the, they've got the defenders I mean there's the lack of size that you know people worry about whether if they go up against the Lakers but top to bottom between the superstars the link that they have and the bench it's hard not to look at this team and say, "How are they not? How is it? How can we not slot them into the finals?" But you're seeing it here. I mean, they're, they're, the Mavericks are going out there and they're punching them in the mouth, and the, the Clippers are a team that just does not seem to have any cohesion whatsoever, and they're still trying to figure out. So that'll lead me to my next question so i mean as far as this goes i mean we've talked about we've pretty much broke down most of these western conference series so i mean who do you think has got the better chance to get upset at this point i mean it's the clippers and lakers obviously those are the two teams that could possibly get upset in the western conference it's, it's who's it gonna be?
1: be the clippers it's gonna be the clippers because um it is are you saying games. there
0: this there is gonna be an upset
1: no i don't think there is but if i'm talking about best Cause
0: i'm telling you one of those two teams is gonna lose
1: yeah, um, if I'm talking best chances, because we've never seen Luka in the playoffs, you can't say that he falls because he never seen him, and it's his year two. Uh, Prazingis has never been on this talented of a team, but we know he can show up and do what he needs to do, uh, and we know they have a great coach in Carlisle. So it's like, ugh, I think they have a better chance than Portland because I love Dane, but Dane – Uh, When going up against Think about it They got swept last year They couldn't get Mm -hmm. one game In Golden State With a Golden State Without Kevin Durant So I'm like I I still haven't seen Playoff LeBron LeBron has been terrible In the bubble And I know he's going to show up Because he's You know He's a Hall of Famer Top five player Arguably the the second best player Ever So I know he's going to show up You know I just don't know when So and, And To say that he would not show up The next three games and they actually lose because AD is still there. It's highly unlikely. Compared to I'm looking at two types. The Clippers have to get it together. That, that that's that's going to be if the Clippers can get it together. I say they win the series. But then I'm like, okay, if LeBron gets it together, I believe this could have been a sweep. So it just depends on Portland. Portland is 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 the is the X factor in all of this because if they play well, I believe they can beat LA.
0: Yeah,
1: but. I mean, that's that's all I can say because I'm looking at everything that's there. Portland has to be the X factor.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard to you know it's hard to pick between those two series. I mean, I I disagree to a certain extent. Uh, on your Lakers take, because I don't think LeBron, I mean, LeBron's always going to be a X factor, but for this in really the playoffs in general, I'm not sure he's going to be the X factor because, you know, you look at game one, I mean, he had the triple-double. I mean, what did he put up, like 17, 15 and, and something? I, I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but the the X factor for the Lakers is obviously Anthony Davis. I mean, at, well, well, no, at some I, point, say, he has got to assert himself factor. into this series.
1: Well, when I say the X factor, I mean the X factor um, as far as, your question, the, the, Oh, that he not, that
0: he won't allow them to get upset. And yeah, I I, I get what you're saying with that. And, and that's, Mm -hmm. I, I I tend to agree with you more than anything. If, if you're asking me who's got the better chance at the upset, you know, from the eye test, from what I've seen so far, if yeah, yeah, you got to say the Mavs at this point, but at the same time, the Mavs have had a lot of things go right for him. They've had a lot of things go wrong for him at this point, but
1: well, I would say they had more things go wrong than right. Yeah. You told me before the series, um, that Porzingis would get ejected, and Luca be and, a turnover and they, machine, and, they, and the game would be yeah. close, and Luca would be a turnover machine. Exactly with ten or eleven turnover. I watched that game because they went to. I went. To, oh, it went to overtime. I watched that game. They they were just turning the ball over. It was it was ridiculous. No, no they didn't go to overtime the first. Yeah, game. I don't I don't um, think so. But I, I'm thinking of another uh, Dallas game that they went to overtime when I mean, it was before the playoffs. But I'm looking at that game and I'm like, man, he was he was playing even though he was scoring, he was turning the ball over. Um he didn't ha it was just him out there. And that's what happens. Like they said James Harden had the record for turnovers, I think, uh was twelve. Well, I, w- I would probably say he was out there by himself trying to make something happen. Um so, you know, that's the problem with it. But and then you look at game two where he was in foul trouble and he was he, he sat for seven minutes um uh, and he was missing the second half. I would say the Clippers blow them out two games, Yeah, and that didn't happen. So I'm like, okay, I see the Clippers from an X and O standpoint, they have to play better. And yeah. I think they have the coach. I don't know. Is it just me or Doc Rivers is the most I-don't-know coach in history of basketball? You can
0: say it. He's overrated. He is absolutely overrated. I, I,
1: don't, but I, 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 I don't know, though, because look at last year. He he took the the team, was not even supposed to make the playoffs. And at one point, they they had the best record in the league. And then they actually, they were the best team to go up against a healthy Kevin Durant. I mean, they won two games. So it's like, okay, great, Doc Rivers is back. But then you have the best team in the league, and you're sitting here struggling. And these guys are playing undisciplined, and you can't keep it together. Then you would argue he has the best coaching staff. Because he's got Lu right there, a former mm-hmm. world champion. in the last what? Ty R- Tyloo won three years ago.
0: Yeah, three. Uh, I think so. About three years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, and then maybe he's four. Got yeah. Sam
1: Cassell, who's like probably assistant coach of the decade, because he's always on championship teams. That well, I think he follows Doc Rivers a lot. So you know, he was on that team as a coach. So I'm like, man, what the hell are you guys doing? You got Kawhi, who's producing i just think on the defensive end he, he needs to play better but you got your number one guy dropping 30 points a game i mean what the heck is going on man? yeah i don't know i mean I
0: obviously know. the mavericks i mean they're they're getting really productive play from the, from some of their role players i mean like okay. i said yeah, they've, that's they've that's been true. they've been roll they've been raining down the threes i mean i i know they shot over 35 percent in game one in game two i mean they were un you know not unworldly otherworldly but they definitely shot over 40 percent so I mean, yeah, th- yeah the, the Mavericks, if they can continue that game plan, I mean, you got to say they're the favorite to uh, to be the upset. At least in the Western Conference Finals, but it's going to be fun to see, man. I mean, the Western Conference has got so much parity, and we really even haven't g- gotten to the to the Eastern Conference, which there's there's not a whole lot to talk about. I mean, there. I mean, obviously, Fresh. exact. I mean, obviously, <laughs> the the Magic upset the Bucks uh, game one. I still think that's a five game series. I think the Bucks win in yeah, five, yeah, even despite yeah, the struggles. Yeah. Toronto, obviously, you got to say is the most impressive Eastern Conference team so far. I mean, outside of the Rockets, they're they're the, they're I, the well, best the Celtics, defensive team.
1: Yeah, the Celtics have been impressive. Yeah, yeah. So they're, they're actually. Is it is it
0: though? Uh, the, I'm glad you brought that up because is it the Celtics or is it more the the Seventy Sixers? I mean, this is just. I mean, this has got to be the year that they fire Brett Brown, right? I mean, they cannot allow him to come back after this. Joe, that team has checked out, and it is so disappointing for a team that is so talented and so overpaid. Really, at this point. I, oh, I think. Yeah, we, oh. I,
1: I, oh no, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, I agree, man. It's it's uh it's like, okay, it's three teams that, that could possibly make it, right? And you look at Philly is missing their guy, so that's why they're losing Yeah, true. Again, yeah. They're choke yeah. artist. I mean, but, I mean artists. and it's not
0: that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid B play well together anyway. I mean, that's always been the conversation as long it's it's only, as they've been in the league. Yeah,
1: it's only Tobias Harris and, and, and Embiid. So it's like, you know, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, that's the crazy thing about it. But I think when you look at when you look at it from top to bottom, those three teams with the Celtics, the Bucks, and Toronto, one of those three are going to make it. Yeah. But when you look at the West, other than in an OKC, any of those teams can make it.
0: Yeah. You're, you're exactly right yep i mean it's gonna Bro. be so, it's gonna be fun to watch uh well i mean man we could talk for another hour about the bubble it's been so great so entertaining but man we we got to move on because hey we're we're getting up against it and uh more stuff to talk right. about but real quickly before we oh move on
1: yeah minutes it's yeah it's
0: gonna it's gonna be so, Hey, we're gonna be pressed against it but hey yeah, you know I, I enjoyed the bubble talk but real quick before we go i'll ask two questions okay first off staying on the 76ers if you're I mean, I, there's there's no way you can trade those that Tobias Harris contract or Al Horford. I guess A is the question: Do you trade either Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons? Because that's the only pieces that you're going to get anything for. And if you do, which one do you do you keep and, and build around?
1: If I'm a businessman, I keep Ben Simmons because uh, Joel Embiid is due for probably two more injuries of his career. True, uh, just because he's he's been fragile, which Ben Simmons has too. But Ben Simmons is LeBron-like in far as star status. He's dated a Kardashian. Uh, LeBron <laughs> is—I mean, hey man, that's the that's the blueprint, right? Uh LeBron is grooming him to be—he's not going to be as good as LeBron. I don't think he'll be even a top-five player. But the way marketability right now, this kid it can—he's probably in a bunch of commercials in Philly. I don't know uh, or I'm Australia. Thinking, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he's a worldwide attraction. You know, just because. Of who he is, which is very odd, but man, that's the world we live in. Uh, B should be the worldwide attraction, should be, I mean, he has the skills to be a top five player, but he can't stay healthy. So if I'm a businessman, I'm trading Embiid and trying to see what I can get for him, and my team will just be the cool team in the East, never win anything, and make a bunch of money, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but if I'm trying to win a championship, you gotta get rid of uh, Ben Simmons, because if he never creates an outside shot, he is hurting indeed style. So you need someone like a Shaq and Kobe. Kobe is probably one of the best pure shooters from the, I'm not, when I say pure shooter, I mean, creating your own shot, uh, backing down, shooting in mid range can shoot the outside. And if Shaq moves out, he could go in and score kind of like he did with, uh, what's the other big man. I forgot that, that first round pick they had that was an idiot and, uh, hurt himself in a car crash and had to retire. Um, You know what I'm talking about, man. Andrew Bynum. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's kind of the game they play with Bynum and and Gasol. So that's what Embiid needs, right? You don't need Embiid out there shooting threes, even though he can hit one every now and then. (laughs) You need him in the inside tearing up other bigs because he can be the Shaq of today because he's the only big man other than some of the European players, but he's the only big man that's strong enough and that has moves. Yeah, I mean, that's Name that's definitely... Other than probably Joker, that have that.
0: I mean, that's definitely what Embiid needs, but I, I look at it and I disagree with you because I think if we're looking at today's NBA, I think there's a formula for a, ben, a team built around Ben Simmons. I mean, he needs shooters around him. I mean, Ben Simmons could play similar to Giannis at this point, and I think if you if you surrounded him with shooters and you did like, like Milwaukee does where it's, hey, spread it out, we're gonna allow Giannis to barrel to the lane, and of course, dish it out if he gets open. I think that's I think that's what you do if you're Philadelphia. But at the end of the day, the fact is I, they're not gonna trade either one of those. I, either you know one what, of those man, guys. To be,
1: to be perfectly honest, uh, I, look, you have changed my mind. I agree with you because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, neither one of these guys have built a case to be an elite player, so you could kind of go either way. But if, yeah. if I'm gonna add what you just said to the business side. Then Hey, trade them. Yeah, it'll take, it'll take, it'll take
0: they're not in, going to though. Know? And then, unfortunately, they give those dumb contracts to DeBias Harris and Al Horford. So, I mean, they're they're stuck for a while. They're going to have a new yeah, coach was, next year, good and good luck, good luck to whoever ne- whoever that coach is to try and figure this out. Well,
1: look, man, send 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 um season tickets to the whole Kardashian family, and you'll make money that way because people want to go to the games back when they're there and then have Ben Simmons lead the team and you're good to go, right?
0: Right on, right on. I like it. I like it. Unless they want to trade. Hey, send Ben Simmons to the Rockets. I think we can make that work. (laughs) But hey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's no way we would have any any pieces to make that happen, but it's it's a fun All thought right. to think about. All right, well, I don't yeah, like you need to be honest, for the bubble, I don't think you need anything else. Man. Yeah, that's Carl's true. Killing it. That's true. No, definitely. I think they I think they definitely get to the or, or they're looking as one of the top teams to get to the finals. All right, well, like I said, we got to move on here. We got a little bit of time left. I do want to touch on this. Like I said last time, we were on uh, Astros opening day. Man, what a roller coaster season it has already been for him at this point. Uh, but hey, so far at this point in the season, one we eight straight nine and one over a last 10 now at 15 and 10 on the year. After getting three games below 500, we really thought it was done at that point. Or some mm-hmm. people thought that it was done at this point. But, man, injuries yeah, yeah. keep – yeah name, name That's true. Yeah. You know, I, I think I might get a lunch bet out of this one. But, hey, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, of course, yeah, the injuries are racking up. So far, Verlander, Alvarez, Bregman, Osuna. Yeah, yeah, Obviously, man. the only one we know for sure is out for the year is Gordon Alvarez after two games back. Man, what a tease that was. Comes back, first plate appearance, oh hits God. a home run. Okay. Yeah. And then now, you know, A week later, we're finding out that he's got knee surgery down for the rest of the year. But I'll say this about the Astros: if there's one of those guys that they can survive the blow for him being out for the whole year, it is Alvarez. And I mean, you got to be so impressed with the way that guys have stepped up, mainly in the pitching staff. I mean, you go from, you know, the guys in the bullpen, whether it's Blake Taylor. Um, you know the guys in the starting rotation between Belak, Christian Javier, Framber Valdez; those guys have pitched like elite players, and it's been anchored down by Zach Greinke, who right now, in my mind, is the front runner for the Cy Young, the way that he's been pitching. So, and then on on top of that, you yeah, and on top of that, you look at the you, the production that you're looking to have Alvarez replace. the The day that Alvarez goes down with the season ending uh, ending injury, we see Kyle Tucker with resurgence. I mean, three triples in the last two games. So, I mean, you at,
1: called and you you, you like. It's as soon as he went down, you were like, we need Tucker to step up.
0: <laughs> I mean, it was just a fact at this point that we ne- we needed to replace the production. But, I mean, even if we don't get that, I mean, we went through a whole playoffs last year where Jordan Alvarez didn't give you anything you know, out of that DH spot, outside of one home run, it, which was a, a fairly big home run in, in the World Series last year, but outside of that, we really didn't have any production out yeah, of the DH.
1: You know, he just took, yeah, he took, he took, he took hits away. Exactly, a lot of people that probably could have got out there and, and performed better.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, you, you look at this. I mean, right now, I mean, obviously, as far as injury, I mean, if it, we're looking at Verlander, we're we know we're going to get Bregman back, but man, we have to get Verlander back. I think for us to really be a legitimate contender, as well as the pitching staff has pitched, but. You know those those forearm strains are just are tough to come back from, and I don't know, man. It, it seems it seems to me like Tommy John is going to be inevitable at some point, and this is kind of a last ditch effort. I mean, it's sad to say, but we 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 might have watched we might have watched Justin Verlander's last game as an Astro. I, I you know I think we're watching George Springer's last season as an Astro, but. Man, it, it's funny to me how fast the window closes. I mean, we're, we're think back to 2015 when the Astros come onto the scene and we're saying this is a dynasty to be reckoned with for the next five to ten years. But, man, we're five yeah. years down the road and the window's closed. It's about to close, it appears.
1: Well, I mean, we got to look at what happened um, with this franchise, um, what moves that they made. And when you thought there was trouble, they made moves, Right. I mean, you look at the Verlander trade. You look at the uh, Grinky, the grinky deal. Certainly, this is an aggressive team. So they've are not going to go down. Kept without the window fight.
0: open as long as they can. Yeah,
1: right. They're not going to go down without a fight. There's going to be other pitching opportunities. You know, will they be better than Verlander? Most likely not. But with the offense, if we can get the offense, because the offense is what lost us the World Series, right? The defense was. I mean, it wasn't like they were killing it. I mean, there, there's the yeah, here and
0: there, but in the later games, yeah, for sure. I mean, putting up two runs a game at home in the World Series, yeah, exactly. was definitely below exactly. the benchmark and, for him.
1: Right. So, I mean, you would argue if our offense, when we had plenty of opportunities, if our offense had showed up, we're we're talking about a, a two ring team. Yeah. You know. So I'm 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 putting it on management. I'm putting it on them to go get some people now what's gonna hurt us is the fact that our reputation is shot so that might hurt us but then again you never know people people forget and right now with uncertainty in the league and uncertainty with the virus folks are looking to get a home so that might that might work out to our favor so we'll see We'll, we'll definitely see
0: yeah it'll be very interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out for guys like george springer because i mean does the cheating allegation you know uh, tamper with his, with his uh, contract or his market value, so maybe that makes it more friendly. But, it, may,
1: it may help us yeah. to have him stay here. Yeah, but, I mean, teams. you
0: look at it so far, I mean, the, the biggest knock on the Astros organization outside of the cheating allegations, if we're just talking from a pure performance standpoint, I mean, is that the fact that the farm system was so depleted from making trades to get guys like Justin Verlander and, uh, you know, Zach Greenke. I mean, they, they had sacrificed a lot of their young talent But you look at this year and the silver linings and the struggles early on and still to this point right now, one of the most impressive parts of their start is the young guys. I mean we're we're talking right. about if Verlander comes back. If Verlander comes back, we're talking about a competition for the 4 and 5 spot in a good way. Whereas coming into this year we're like who is going to be the 4 and 5 start? We're going to have to make do with that. But we got guys like Brandon Bielak, Framber Valdez who who's one of the best pitchers in baseball right now, and then Christian Javier, the rookie. I mean, th- so the the silver linings for the Astros at this point in this season is that they have gotten production from their young guys and the future does look a lot brighter, but Obviously, there's still work that needs to be done for the farm system, and for them to really make a run this year, obviously, like you said, on the offensive side, they're going to have to get some production. I mean, Altuve's struggles have been something we haven't ever seen from him before, but, you know, I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Obviously, he's doing a lot of things that are fixable. And, I mean, hey, you look at the rest of the league. There's three other MVP guys, former MVPs like Altuve, that are hitting at 200 or or below 200. I mean, Christian Yelich 207, Bellinger, 192. Bryant 177. Right. So I think this is a reflection that, uh, you know, the, the, the late start in the season, the unorthodox mm-hmm. things in there is really messing guys up. But, man, I'll tell you
1: yeah, what. I mean, the guy's a winner. The guy's a uh, hard worker. I think we'll see him turn it around. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of time like we did in the past, I would agree to. But I just think, man, when you, you know, guys like that, man, they, they find a way. Yeah. And, you know, that's where it's not, you know, what it turns from. This isn't video game. This is real life. And and struggles do happen, and he's. I believe he'll bounce back.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I'm really hopeful for that too. I mean, I, obviously, you got to put faith in the MVP candidate, but yeah, we really need to get some offense production out of them. And th- the offense has stepped up. I know it's been in Colorado the last two games, but this is going to be a good. This is going to be a good litmus test for him this weekend to see how good they are uh, going up against a really good Padres team and, and a really hot team. Th- these are two of the hottest teams in baseball going up against each other in the Padres and Astros. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be this is going to be a really fun series tonight, and I think it's going to be really indicative of what we can expect for the rest of the year. But as long as they keep pitching, Zach Greinke, Cy Young candidate, Cy Young frontrunner for this point, but it's going to be interesting to see.
1: All right, so man. I'm assuming you'll have two TVs running, right? Oh, better
0: believe it. I, I think I, I think I sent you that picture the other day with the Rockets and yeah, Astros yeah, on. It. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got the yeah, two, got two, it, two TVs set up. I'm ready. If I need a third one at some point, you know who knows. I might, might turn on some hockey or something. <laughs> I'm just playing. But
1: hey, man, get it done, man. Yeah. Get it done.
0: All right. Well, real quick before we go, we teased it. You got, we got to get your thoughts on this one. So a couple big things in the NFL: Patrick Mahomes' new contract. Man, tell me how a five hundred million dollar contract is actually looking like it's going to be team friendly. Only, only Patrick Fresh. Mahomes, man. Only By Patrick anyway, Mahomes. It,
1: it, you know what? You got to love the kid. I mean, he's been uh, the consummate pro. I mean, to, and you, I hate to say this, man. If this, even he got four rings, um, people will put him past Brady because of the non cheating. <laughs> that, it, it's a no thought cable. i
0: mean it is a tampering thing i mean it, it, yeah. even a uh, crazy
1: because that's but that shows how people forget because then again joe montana five and they put him over montana yeah so we'll see man hey, uh, hey well he's not he's, he's worried n- about that yeah though, but, but he's
0: you know. not even he's not uh, and you know what the, I'm, uh, the best thing about patrick mahomes this year is he didn't need any extra motiva- motivation or anything but thank you to the nfl players that voted him number four that's the fourth best oh player God. in Lamar Jackson won. Thank oh you for putting God, that huge man. chip on Lamar, Patrick Mahomes.
1: Like I like Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson is not Pat Mahomes, man. Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Brett Favre, uh a little bit of Marino, he's all of them, all a little bit of them in one and you know he's a good he's a good yeah I can say good kid because I'm older I mean, him I mean he's a good kid I mean yeah. there's nothing bad you can really say about him I mean he's and he's with the right person to make him better oh in um, yeah. and Andy Reid so man hey you know what uh, kudos to you my friend it's a great time to be a chief it fan. is it is
0: definitely I, I, that
1: I'll, ne- I'll never join you uh you know I will <laughs> always root against you but it's it feels good to have a good friend. That's a Chiefs fan because now I can be like, oh well, you know what, my boy Will's happy. I don't get as angry, you know. It's
0: true. It's it's been you know I I, I hate to get to my own horn, but it's I think it's been well deserved for me. I, I dealt with the, you, you know, it, man. I, I you cannot Will's call me a bandwagon now. of all things. Yeah, you cannot call me a bandwagon. I had to wait 21 years to get to see my first. Playoff win as a Chiefs fan. They didn't even win a playoff game until I was 21 years old, and trust me, I'd been a fan for a long time before that. So you know it, it's it's very uh, it's very vindicating to see how great they are at this point. But uh, before we go, I'll get your your quick thoughts. So Cam Newton to the Patriots is fill and the rest.
1: Oh man, it was such a great move uh, financially. Of course, you're going to say you, that. You possibly, well, you possibly have a a, a franchise quarterback. And what about Stidham here? But from what I hear, Stidham has not performed well in practice.
0: Something we said for a long time.
1: The pressure got to him, but he was performing well before Cam got there. So, hmm, we'll see. We we are, I would would still argue, we are a win-now team. We're not a rebuilding team um, with Cam there. But with Stidham, you kind of got to say, oh, you're a rebuilding team. What does hurt is, like I said earlier, we lost some offensive – I mean, we lost some defensive weapons. Yeah, which is going to be
0: tough to to overcome that.
1: But with Belichick. He's been there before where guys have went and signed big contracts somewhere, and you didn't even know if you weren't a Patriots fan that he lost two or three key pieces after a Super Bowl because somebody overpaid him. Yeah. So- I mean, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean uh, i I, I, like I like the Cam
0: somebody. i like the Cam Newton signing. I'm with you. I mean, it's it's definitely going to make the Patriots a lot more interesting. It, and it kind of brings up the question now: who's more interesting, the Patriots or the Bucks? Which that's that's a question for another time, no, another it's show. A it's a They're still it's interesting, a but
1: because they brought Gronk back, they got oh, they got two starting tight ends on one team. They yeah. got the greatest of all time, uh, Bruce Arians. Everybody loves them. Um, you got Mike Evans. You got your number one receiver. I mean, it's 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 they're more exciting. Will they win a championship? We'll see. They got yep. the best guy behind them to do
0: it. Yep. I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be very fun to watch. And I'm with you. I'm I, I'm not ready to call them the AFC East favorites at this point, but NFC. they're 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 uh, NFC South. no no. I'm talking about You're the talking Patriots. About the Pat- I'm talking about the Pats. Oh
1: man, hey Brian, They're trending that, in the right I direction. I complimented the heck out of you, bro. Have some respect. Oh, man. Are you, you talking about the Bills are better than us right now? I need to, I need to see what Cam's
0: them. got left in the tank. I need to see that, and I need to see what that defense looks like without the without the key cogs in it. So, hey, well, you know I said you're trending in the, in the right direction.
1: Cam's got enough in the tank to go from here to Miami, buddy. You better uh. bank
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and don't sleep on your boy, Brian Flores. I, I told you last year, coach of the year. Coach you, of the
1: year. Brian. <laughs> Brian Flores cost us the Super Bowl, God dang it! Oh, we wouldn't even goodness. have to go. We would, we would. Ah, I don't even want to talk about it.
0: We had a first round bye. Uh, well, we're out of time anyway. We'll ha- we'll have to save that argument for another time there. But hey, uh, you know, Stephen, as always, thank you for coming on. I- I'm I'm sad we didn't- weren't able to do it in person, but this was awesome having you on the phone. Uh, you hey, know, man, this is the, bu- the bubble. We're
1: in it's the bubble right, right now. It's
0: right. It's the bu- the bubble wildcard sports. I'm glad to be back on. You know, I wish we could have done it the last few weeks. A uh, lot of stuff going on, but hey, the next time we're on, we're gonna have a lot of good stuff to go over. Hey, we're gonna be. One step closer to the NBA Finals. I think the, the by this time by this time next week, I think we should have the uh, semifinals reared right. up, ready to go. Astros one yeah. week closer to the playoffs, and then an NFL. What we're we're about three weeks away. We're you know three weeks is it three weeks from this past Sunday? I think that we're there or past uh, Thursday. Yeah,
1: mean, it's a shorter preseason
0: too. So. Yeah. Hey, so and then of course on top of that, we're going to have I think sixteen thousand fans in the stands for that Chiefs Texans opener. So we're hey we're going to break that down the closer to the closer we get to that date. But, man, this is the time. This is the right time to be alive if you're a sports fan. Despite all the negative stuff going on out there, this is a really good time for sports. And I'm here. I'm glad I got my good friend here, of course, to break it down with. But, hey, man, as always, thanks for coming on.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having
0: me. What? Yep. Well, like I said, that's all the time that we have for today. I hope to be back on next week. Uh, of course, we'll be back. We're going to break down all the action in the upcoming weeks. It's going to be great. NBA Finals, MLB Playoffs coming up. It's all happening all at once. It's going to be great. So make sure you stay tuned. Listen on our next episode. You've been listening to Wildcard Sports on Clear Lake Today Radio.
1: Radio.